This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This video is sponsored by Voxy. Hello and welcome to another Blues Focus match preview. Uh, today I'm joined by Football Martin for the Southampton game. How are you, Martin? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm just coming off the back of that defeat last night at Anfield. Felt a little bit flat this morning, but I just think uh, an opportunity now just to focus upon the league and and route the cup, which is probably a good thing in all, all honesty. Because mm, with Southampton this season... Losing hasn't really been a familiar feeling, is it? Because obviously there was that 25-game unbeaten streak and then you lost last night against Liverpool in the FA Cup and it's on a streak now where there's only one win five. So a bit of a contrast to how you sort of started the season because you went on that great unbeaten run. Yeah. How would you sort of summarise the season so far? It was a shaky start. I've got to be honest with you, Sam. It was a really shaky start. There was a massive transition in the summer. Russell Martin comes into the football club. New manager, has got to deal with a lot of big egos. He had a lot of players knocking at his door. Uh, a lot of players left the football club in the summer. I think raised around about 160 million. Lost James wow. Ward-Prowse, club legend. Uh, lost Romeo Lavia, an incredibly good midfielder. And they lost a lot of players. A lot of people went out the door and he had to bring a few faces in. Uh, and obviously, like, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to bed in, in your side. And obviously it was a big change in the way that Russell wanted to play football as well. It was we've under Ralph Hasenhutl and, and the managers prior and certainly... Ruben Sellers back in the last season very much wanted to play sort of on the counter-attack, absorb pressure, work hard, bit of press. But this is a side that want to keep the ball. So it was a big change and it took him a little bit of time to bed it in. But when it clicked, it clicked. And we went 25 games unbeaten in all competitions. We didn't lose at St Mary's for... We went 11 games at St Mary's and didn't lose a game, which is quite incredible. Um, and we've hit a little bit of a rocky patch and you would think, in our fan base, it, absolute meltdown, absolute meltdown. I, I can't believe the overreaction in our fan base down here. It is unbelievable. Uh, we had a rocky home game against um, Huddersfield at home. We went 2-0 down. It was in our 24, well, we were 24 games unbeaten at the time. It was our 25th game unbeaten. We, we, we clawed it back and we won the game. It was quite incredible. I think it finished 5-3. It was unbelievable at St. Mary's. But, the fans overreact. And after that, we went and lost to Bristol City. Uh, we beat West Bromwich Albion. And then, we, and then we go and lose at home twice in a week to Hull City and then to Millwall last week. So very, very bizarre uh, what's happened in the last couple of weeks. And it's been down to a few factors. 
Mm. And I think Blues fans can attest to the overreaction of things because um, mm. where we are in the league this season, obviously it's not been fantastic, but you get those fans online that are going, oh, we're doomed. Uh, we're looking over our shoulder, all this stuff, which I guess we are. But you've got to look at the whole thing, haven't you? How many positives, mm. I guess, there have been from this season as well, even with the sort of ownership of us as well, because that's been something that's been so gloomy mm. in the past. But now the fans on social media are looking at the results, maybe on the pitch and scared about it. But there is still a lot to be optimistic about. Um, in terms of sort of Southampton this season, you say about the um, online meltdown or whatever. It's a real shame, actually, something that I saw about William Smallbone had to um, delete yeah. his Twitter account. Yeah, I've just seen it today. Got, so... What do you think of that? Unbe unbelievable. Will, Will Smallbone has been a, a, a product of our academy. He's come through. He went out on loan to Stoke City last season. He come back. He was given an, another contract at the football club. So he's um, he committed to the football club. He's played a lot of games this season in the first team. And Flynn Downs got injured a couple of weeks ago. And we've really, really missed Flynn Downs. Like, he got injured against Huddersfield at home. And prior to that, we'd hardly let a goal in. We were so solid and he got injured, went off and him and Will play well together and we've missed him. And Will's not quite been the same without Flynn in the side. He come on as a substitute last night and yeah, it wasn't, a, he's not a high energy player. He's a, he's a, he's a possession based player and he give the ball away sloppy a few times, but you, sometimes you come off a bench, it happens, doesn't it? But the abuse he took on, on Twitter was unbelievable. I won't say what one fan said, but there was one tweet that was so out of order. I imagine he's, still, he's deactivated his account because of one tweet that I read this morning. It was horrific. And I, I can't believe that fans can be so vile and so personal towards a human being. I think as content creators, we get it. We get abuse as content creators, but not at the level that these players get. It is quite incredible. Very, very sad to see that today. Mm, I, I thought that as well when I saw it. I just thought mm. some of the abuse that these footballers get online and that, and it's like at the end of the day, they are only humans, aren't they? And you're right to mention yeah. about content creators as well, because I'm sure you've had it, I've had it before, where there's been like opinions online and perhaps people don't yeah. agree with it. And then they just say the first thing that comes into their heads, regardless of sort of how that would offend people. And I think the whole culture of online and interacting with people and saying anything without sort of taking. Um, accountability we've all got feelings haven't we we've all got feelings and emotions i'd create a lot of tiktok content um, i find it a really good way to interact with our fan base we've got a quite a young audience at the moment and it's a good way to interact with them to create a lot of live content and some of the people that come into the live content and, and what they're prepared to say and do is quite incredible um sometimes you've got a little th little th think about people we all have feelings and emotions and I feel really sorry for Will Smallbone this evening that he felt the need to do that. But I believe it's off one tweet that I read this morning, which was horrific. Mm, that's a real shame. And um, focusing on other Southampton players, um, one player that Birmingham fans will look at in the Southampton team and remember fondly from his time at Birmingham uh, was Che Adams. And he yeah. now plays for Southampton, uh, 33 appearances this yeah. season and 11 goals. So how would yeah. you assess how he's done this season, how he's done in the Southampton shirt? It was a real mixed bag for Shay. Um, I'm a massive fan of Shay Adams. He splits our fan base in half. I've got to be quite honest with you. His contract is running out. It, it expires in the summer. He's probably looked to move a couple of times in the last sort of 12 months. Wolves were interested. Premier League clubs were interested. And he was on the verge of going to Wolves in the summer. It got pulled at the very last minute. We signed Ross Stewart, who was injured. Uh, and we had to keep a striker because you can't bring... If we brought in a fit striker, we would have probably allowed him to go, to be honest, because I think 
he, he didn't really commit to another contract with us. But I felt he was pivotable to keep hold of if you don't have another fit striker because they were a little bit lightweight in the nine. He's a really good hold-up player for me. He's really matured. Look, he doesn't score loads of goals, but he's he's chipping in this season. And it was obvious that at this level, him and Adam Armstrong could become a bit of a handful. And with Shea, he's a good foil for anybody. You play him, he's strong. He's put a, he's put a lot of muscle. He's a really big lad, but he's got a lovely touch. And for me, he's a really important important player for us. So that 25-game unbeaten run, the back end of it, Shea was really, really important. But a lot of our fans would be happily not see him start. But I look at our squad. Who else do you play in that position? There's no one else that can play like Shea Adams. He'll leave our football club in the summer and I'll be gutted to see him go because I really like him. But like I say, he splits our fan base massively. Because mm, with us, it was the little and large combination that worked for Shea Adams when he was up front with mm. Lucas Jukovic. And Jukovic used to win the knockdowns for Adams and he sort of run onto it and score. And that was a real like prolific duo. But now it yeah. looks like he's changed his game quite a lot to sort of fit into a more creative style of play. And yeah. I've seen he's played as he was a striker on the wing. And as you said, he's bolts up now, which he started to do at Birmingham. And that's great mm. to see that someone's adapting their play style to sort um, suit a team that's better on the ball and all that stuff. He's really important in the running for Southampton. I think it's vital that he plays at the weekend against Birmingham. He's a one of the first names on the team sheet for me between now and the end of the season, because there's no one else that can play his position. I think we need to keep him fit and he needs to be in the side. I think Russell's, he's been in and out the side. he came on last night against Liverpool. He had a little bit of a calf strain a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was in the, the game against Millwall, he come off. So he's got a little bit of a niggle, but hopefully he's 100% fit for, for this one because he's a really important player. Mm. And um, in the reverse picture, it was at the start of the Wayne Rooney tenure. Uh, I'm sure mm. that's the time that Birmingham fans yeah. want to put away in the past. Um, yeah. It was a 3-1 win for Southampton that day. You guys had 72% possession, which is what we've become accustomed to watching Southampton with all the possession of the ball and three yeah. goals as well. So what do you make of Birmingham in that game and the performance of Southampton, if you can remember? Yeah, I can remember the game. I remember going down there. I remember you wore orange socks, if I remember rightly. You wore blue with the orange <laughs> socks. the least strange right. thing about <laughs> that quite time. quite random. And Rooney was taking a, took a lot of abuse. I, I remember that. I, I think we were quite fearful. I remember I, I create a lot of content for YouTube, for my YouTube channel. So I, I did go around the ground, actually, and spoke to a few Birmingham fans before the game, actually. And I, I was talking about key men to look out for. And they spoke about Jay Stansfield. He actually scored on the day, didn't he, Jay Stansfield? Um, good player. Uh, it's got a bit about him, hasn't he? I really like him as a player. Um, and everyone spoke about your winger at the time as well. And I can't remember his name now. Um, lad that I plays think it would have been wing. Dembele, maybe? Dembele. Dembele. Mm. Everybody spoke about Dembele. Good player. Um, was obviously fear, obviously fearful about playing, you know, seeing them at the weekend as well. But I remember that but the fans talking about it. But it was it was not long after Eustace had left the football club and everyone was really disappointed that, that John Eustace had left. And I thought it might have been a, a game that could, we could have potentially slipped up in. But a lad called Charlie Alcaraz scored on the day. He's no, no longer in the building, unfortunately. He's out on loan at Juventus now, uh, Charlie Alcaraz. But I remember he scored on the day, had a fairly decent game. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of possession, which we do seem to have in a lot of our games. Um, that day we scored three goals. We don't always convert that possession into goals, but um, we do have a lot of the football. That's for sure. Mm. It, again, another thing that splits our fan base. They don't like us playing it out from the back, but it's not going to change. Got to get used to it. We've done it for the, you know, for three quarters of the season. It won't change now, but our fan base still booing hiss when it goes across the back four. 
I think that's something that will take some time to get used to at Birmingham because Tony Mowbray's mm. tried to implement this style where we yeah. play a bit more of the ball and you get them moans and groans from the fans because they're not used to it. We're used to mm. sort of regimented style uh, off the ball, soaking up the pressure and then hitting teams on the counter. And now Mowbray's trying to sort of implement a way that's in between what Eustace and really tries to do. And mm. um, the fans are not quite taken to the possession round the back yet, but I think they will if it generates results. And that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, it takes time. It all, it all takes time. I remember John Ruddy was playing in goal for you um, when we played you. He'd been fairly good form in, um, in the run to to playing us. Is, is he still playing goal for you? Is he still your number one? He does, yeah. Yeah, I quite like him as a goalkeeper. I think he's, he's an experienced head, isn't he, John Ruddy? Mm. Um, something about him as a goalkeeper. But I think it'd be a tough game against you at the weekend. I, I, I think the form we're in right now, we're very, very fragile on confidence. And it'd be interesting to see how we go up against Birmingham at the weekend. It would need to be a an early goal from Southampton to to really get this game going for us. But um, I've not seen loads of of Birmingham since uh, since the managerial change. And you're saying it's it's predominantly playing out from the back, a bit more possession based than it was. Mm, I think with Tony Mowbray not being in the dugout, that makes a bit of a difference because he's had to step aside mm. um, to take care of his health. Um, Mark Venus is going to be in the dugout this time around. Uh, he was there for the Ipswich game. There was one change in the game where it was a triple substitution that kind of changed the uh, way the game was sort of being played with uh, Dezel and Paxson Ho both being taken off at the same time, both January mm. signings and better on the ball, holding midfielders. Um, I think the substitutions are going to make a real impact in the game. Uh, in terms of sort of what I've seen from those teams that have got relegated from the Premier League, your Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, even Ipswich, the substitutes are just as good as the players in the style 11, aren't they? Yeah, incredible. Like Southampton, they bring some incredible players off the bench at times. Um, yeah, you looked last week on our bench and and, and saw that the options that he had available were outrageous. I'm, I'm just looking now at what what the what the what the bench was against Millwall. Um, Campbell Dean Silamano, the club record signing, 25 million pound. He was on the bench at the weekend against Millwall. He, he came Not that option. He came, yeah, he he come off the bench. Um, Samuel Adozi was on the bench. He come off Ryan Fraser, who's injured. Joe Rothwell, he's on loan from Bournemouth. Uh, Ryan Manning, he come on. Um, incredible players to bring off the bench. It, re it really we are we are blessed with a with a really decent squad. David Brooks is coming from Bournemouth as well, struggling to kind of find a place for him in the side. So he'll have a few selection headaches this weekend, I would imagine. Will Russell Martin, especially mm. if. Um, Flynn Downs is fit. He's a, a big, big player for Southampton. Yeah, and um, looking forward to the game on Saturday. Uh, home fixture, the last home fixture we played was a sellout against Sunderland. And the atmosphere for that game was absolutely fantastic. I was at the game mm. and it was almost like a throwback to the old days for me where I used to go as a kid and it used to be this ginormous stadium and like all this noise yeah. and that. And then sort of when you've got older, the sort of novelty of that's kind of gone away from the... Uh, the club but i feel like now we're getting that atmosphere a bit back and i'm hoping that we are going to generate some sort of atmosphere for the game on saturday uh you're going to the game on saturday yeah uh, what can we expect from the southampton away fans are they going to be a hard bunch because you obviously see all this stuff on social media where it's like mm. oh yeah our away fans better than your away fans or whatever that stuff travel goes well. on about travel well southampton i've had the pleasure of traveling to, to quite a few game away games recently I went up to Rotherham. We took a took a large amount of fans up there and sung their hearts out, and they're really passionate. We'll get behind the team and and give us everything we got. You know, I, I've been saying on, on certainly on my on my social media for the last couple of weeks. 
I think the one thing that you really need in the running is 12 games to go. You've got 12 cup finals. You need your fans. Home and away, it's really important to create really big atmospheres for your players. Get behind them. We're almost better on the road than we are at home at times. I think there's less pressure sometimes when you go away from home. St Mary's at times can be a little bit of a... The fans just get on the, on, the, on the players' back a little bit too much at times. I thought certainly a weekend against Millwall, there was booing at the end. It, it's not ideal when you're in a run-in. You can see at Ellen Road when Leicester played Leeds on last Friday night in the championship. The atmosphere at Ellen Road was unbelievable. The fans massively, massively got behind the team, got behind Fark, and they really, really drove the team on in the end. And they got a result, didn't they? And it, it shows fans can play a massive, massive part, can't they, in football? And, you know, we've all seen what football's like without football fans during the COVID-19 um, um, time, all that behind closed doors football. It was um, it was not great. Football is nothing without fans, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it will be a decent follow in the weekend. Hopefully, we'll make loads of noise. I'm really excited about coming to St Andrews. Um, bit of bit of change there, isn't they? They've um, developed the ground as well, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Because mm, I think the last time that uh, Birmingham played Southampton at St Andrews was about 12 years ago. Wow, um, which time, is yeah. a long time ago. Um, you guys in the Championship then just got promoted to the Premier League with that team that I think stayed in the automatic positions the whole season, didn't they? Yeah, and Nigel Atkins was the Southampton manager. Did a wonderful job, took us from League One. Ricky Lambert scored a huge amount of goals that season. There's some really good players in that side. Adam Lallana went on to play for Liverpool and Morgan Snyder, he went on to play for Man United. Um, Luke Shaw, he'd come through that academy as well. It was it was incredible, really. Um very, very, very fond memories of that of that season under Nigel Atkins and those two promotion, you know, almost could do what Ipswich do this year to go from League One to the Championship to the Premier League. It is possible. Well, we, football's all about um, momentum, isn't it? If you've got that winning mentality, it can be quite, quite powerful. We've lost a little bit of that winning mentality at the moment. That momentum stopped at the moment. So you'll probably be relishing playing us right now. It's a, probably a good time for you to play us. Mm. And um, that season that we mentioned where Southampton last played Birmingham at St Andrews, uh, we fell short of the playoffs, lost in the semi-finals to Blackpool of all teams. Um, in terms of Southampton this season, obviously at the moment you're in fourth place. I think you're yeah. five points off Leeds, I believe. In yeah, second. five points behind Leeds. So yeah. um, in terms of closing that gap, do you think you can do it? And if you're on the playoffs, do you think you'll win it? Um, I think we've blown chance of second in the last two games. I think the two home games, whole city come to St Mary's were outstanding. Liam Rossini's side were probably the best side to play at St Mary's this season. Out of anybody we played, they were unbelievably good, so well organised. Um, there'd be a real threat in the playoffs if they get there. I think they will get there. Um, but yeah, I think we've blown second. I think Leeds is running compared to our running. It is, I think they've got a fairly decent running. We've got to play uh, Leeds, Ipswich and Leicester all away from home. Massive games. Sunderland, Middlesbrough at home. We've got some really, really tough games down at St Mary's as well. This is a really big seven days for Southampton. Starting with Birmingham away the weekend. We've then got Preston at home. And we've got, uh, I think it was Sunderland at home next weekend. So you would say three really, really tough games. And I think the season will be probably carved out in, in, in the next week for me, really. Because if we could kick on and find a bit of run, we'd have to be faultless between now and the end of the season to get the autos. Otherwise, it will be the playoffs. I think the playoffs, though, a massive lottery, Sam, I would say, with the sides that will be in there. I've seen uh, West Brom, the physical side. I think they cause people problems. And I think Hull are outstanding as well. And then you've got Ipswich could end up in there. Southampton, you could get Norwich, great gate crash in it. 
Preston are on a bit of run at the at the moment. It, it's such a competitive league, isn't it? You know, to go twenty, what well, we went twenty five games, all competitions unbeaten. Um, what was it about twenty three league games unbeaten, and still not being able to hold on to second place? Just shows how competitive the Skybet Championship is this year. It is brutal. Mm, that is the championship for you, and with the championship, the game comes thick and fast. Three games in seven days. How are you predicting that you start this run of important fixtures? I think a must-win game for us the weekend. I think it's vital to to get three points. That you know they have to go and get a result there. I think it'd be super super tough uh, against Birmingham. I think you're um, you're at home. You're in front. You're home fans. It will be on Southampton to keep it tight. The one thing they've done in the last last few games is they've been letting in sloppy goals, really sloppy goals. Let let two in against Millwall at the weekend, both on set play. Bit a bit vulnerable from set play at the moment. Southampton. You would say uh, the goalkeeper's lost a little bit of confidence, Gavin Bazunu. Uh, we let two in against Hull, uh, let two in against uh, Bristol. No, we let three in against Bristol City, didn't we, away? So we're letting goals in all of a sudden. We're letting goals in. And that is the biggest, biggest concern at the moment is that we were so tight and yeah, just a little bit leaky at the moment. It's all down to confidence. It really is. Mm, and score prediction, most importantly. You don't want to bet against your team, but I wouldn't be surprised to see us go there and get defeated. Um, I think Saints might just edge it. Might just edge it. 3-2 Southampton. Let's have a few goals. Lots of goals then. Lots of goals. Lots of goals. Because I'm thinking 2-1 Southampton, to be honest. I hate betting against my team. Um, I think we'll put in a better performance than what we did for the reverse fixture. It'll be a much closer game. Mm. Much tighter now. We're a lot more organised as well. So I'm hoping that we do put in a performance that is competitive against one of the better teams in the championship. But um, yeah. thank you so much for your time, Martin. Sam, you're um, welcome. If you just want to shout out what you're doing sort of with YouTube and TikTok. Yeah, I'm content creator, create content, a lot of content for, for TikTok. Um, I, well, I go around the grounds of whatever game I go to, I go and, go and talk to the fans of of the home team, the away team. And I try and get to the heartbeat of each fan base and try and bring that reaction on social media, on, on, on my TikTok. And I create a lot of YouTube vlogs as well. So at Football Martin underscore on the same on both. Give me a follow. Really appreciate as many subscribers and as many followers as I possibly can. Yes, uh, drop Martin a follow on YouTube and TikTok. Uh, in terms you. of us, um, not sure when the next video is coming out. We may have a um, podcast talking about the game and Tommy might be going to the game against Southampton. So make sure to give that a watch and also make sure to give us a like, share, comment, subscribe. And most importantly, Keep right on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.